Hey y'all, I'm Jess. And I'm Cass. And we are the Long Distance Fangirls. Today, we're moving forward with the Up All Night album, and we're talking about everything about you, same mistakes, and save you tonight. We hope you guys enjoy! So Cass, tell me what is going on in your life. This week has been very, very busy. And you know, it's a good busy. I'm I'm all for it, but it's it's like the busiest I've been since like COVID happened in March or February. Like it's just insane. I mean, I've had me it's a lot of meetings for school and you know, it's recruitment season in college, so interviews and stuff like that. So been very busy but you know it's good busy so I'm very happy to have it can't complain so is it pretty much just schoolwork or is there other stuff going on I mean I have schoolwork I have exams starting to come up now next week so I have to study for those and then like I said interviews my normal work schedule nothing's changed with that but stuff like that gotcha well if there's anything that I can do to help, I guess, let me know. (laughs) This, this podcast, I've been looking forward to it, because it's like, it's a nice breather, you know, and it's, we get to talk about fun things, and we get to kind of forget about all the outside stuff that's going on for an hour, and we get to just talk about our favorite songs from back in the day, so I'm grateful for this. Oh my gosh, I relate to that so much, because this week has just been a little, a little weird, um, because earlier in the week, I actually had one of my reels for my blog go viral. It got featured on Instagram. Yeah, I saw that. And, you know, it, it's really cool and, like, really surreal that, like, so many people have seen it. And, like, that that's really cool. And, obviously, as a blogger, that's, like, the goal is to get eyes on your content. But it's also just, like, it's brought in so much toxicity and so much just, like, negative energy into my life yeah I mean I I mean I looked at it you had told me about it and of course I watched and I mean it is it has a million plus views and that's absolutely amazing but you know there's a lot of different types of people in this world (laughs) and you know it's like on TikTok how you say you're on a certain talk like you're on Draco talk or you're on Harry Styles talk this landed on the wrong arms. <laughs> <laughs> it like did. And it's so, I don't know. I have a very like niche topic for like my blog and it's like associated like social media platforms. So it's just when it lands on the wrong like talk, as you say, it does just bring in people of all kinds and it's just really interesting uh disappointing I guess to see as well but I don't know so I I try I've been trying to like ignore it but it's kind of impossible when it keeps popping up on my phone like oh there's another negative comment that's exciting so that's what my week has been spent doing well and it's hard too I mean everybody can say like they're trying their hardest to not let all these negative comments get to you but I mean just me reading them as not even you, but just as a friend, it hurts. It's like, I mean, I know that these people have probably never seen a person that looks like you or has your type of disability. Like, I get it. 
but there's no need I mean and a lot of it's like oh I'm sorry but this like oh I'm going to hell but this it's like then just don't say anything you obviously know it's wrong so why are you trying to say anything Right? I just don't understand why people feel the need to be like, well, no offense, but I'm like, anytime you have to say that, offense (laughs) is going to be taken. Exactly, exactly. But everybody should check out uh, Jess's reel and her page and show some more love because her comments are a toxic waste bin, really. But she's (laughs) at at the Rolling Explorer. Go show her some love because that needs to stop. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, Truly, though, there have been like some really nice people in the comments as well. Um, So I'm really grateful for that because it's while it doesn't completely even it out necessarily, it does make me have hope for humanity still. (laughs) Yeah. Should we jump into a happier topic? Forget about the toxic waste that is your your comment section. Yes. Let's get into everything about you. I wrote down, okay, about this song. I know how I was saying that I want is a very goofy song. I feel like we're starting to get into, like, the true goofiness of the Up All Night album now. Oh, my God. (laughs) I literally thought the same thing. All three of today's songs are just, like, goofball central. Yeah. And, I mean, obviously, it's going to get worse when we come up to the B-side songs. But (laughs) everything about you. And I wrote down, this song is... It's like what people thought when they thought One Direction. When they think boy band, everything about you is a boy band song. It's like, this song is why people don't like you. Like, it is so 2000s pop. It is over the top. I definitely agree with that. I just wrote that, like, all of the the repetition throughout is just, like, very childish. It reminds me of music that, like, you would hear back in the early 2000s and beyond that it just reminded me of music that like I liked when I was younger it this is not a song that if I heard on the radio today I'd be like oh my god that's awesome no not even a little bit same I mean to me it's almost very kids bop I mean I wrote down the same thing it's so repetitive I mean the U's sound so poppy too like the U they do that kind of like weird jump and yeah, it's very kids like song. It's and it's also so much Harry. Like I I love Harry Styles as much as the next person, but I mean this song just kind of proves that this album is basically his. He sings so much of this song. There is a solo layout very similar to more than this, and I can appreciate that everybody sings in this song, but the chorus is all him, all Harry. It's it's all him all the time, it feels like. Yeah, I agree. Because I actually wrote that this was like the trifecta of like just kind of underdeveloped. Because I wrote that like obviously the repetitive nature of the lyrics is like kind of annoying. And then you have, like you said, the repetitive structure from another previous song of the solo layout. And then the other thing you have is you have these like lyrics that just sound ridiculous like I I think I wrote directly here that it sounds like a teenager's like poorly written essay like that's what some of these lyrics reminded me of they are it's like we said it's very childish though I do have to say as I've said previous episodes I drew lyrics to these songs 
And <laughs> I think <laughs> um, if I remember correctly, the the line that I drew for this song was Louis solo, which his solo is the shortest of all of them. I mean, it's like one line. I couldn't believe it, but I, I had to show him a little bit of love because it's really lacking in this song for him and Niall too, of course, but Louis Niall has the entire third or second verse. Louis has one line of it. Well, he has like the pre-chorus. I guess. Yeah. I, I don't know how uh, songs are laid out structurally. So you're throughout this, you're going to hear me struggle a lot. Cause I like try to guess. I'm like, I think this is the bridge, but I don't really know. <laughs> so I'm sorry if I say those things wrong, but yeah, Niall actually had a bit more in this song than I was expecting. Like I forgot that he had that much, but man, Louie is really, he's shafted in this song to be quite honest. I agree that in terms of like length of lyric he is, but I will say he has the best line in the song by far. Yes, exactly. And that's what I was saying that I, I did draw that line because it is, it's the most normal sounding line. It's not so goofy and repetitive like the rest of it. Exactly. I completely agree. I actually, I didn't write this down, but I remember when I was listening just a little bit ago, I was like, no, Louis' lyric is the only one in here that didn't make me, like, kind of cringe a little bit. Yeah, I do have to say, though, we've been kind of beating this song. I think that Zayn really saves it with what I think is the bridge. I don't know for sure. But that is so good. And then there's a harmony. I can't tell if it's Niall or if it's Harry, but it's, it's the harmonies. It, is it Niall? It's, it's really Niall. good. And then Zane on the, it's just so good. That's like the best part of the song. Oh my God, 100%. I like literally wrote the freaking audacity of this harmony right now. It is so good. It like melted me. That was like, I agree, the saving grace of the song. That and the intro. I don't know why the intro of this song, like just, I don't know, it started my heart racing and I was like, oh my God, it's everything about you. How exciting. (laughs) Then it got into the song and I was like, let down. But it is what it is. It does have a very specific intro. Like when it comes on, you know, it's going to be everything about you because some of them, they kind of all mesh together. But this one and a couple others really stand out on its own. But yeah, I I'm glad to know that it was Niall in the harmony, because like I said, I couldn't tell which what does it say about me as a directioner? But back then, all their voices were auto tuned so much that it's like Niall and Harry kind of sound the same when they're auto tuned. So, <laughs> so I'm really glad to know that it's Niall and it just makes that bridge question mark so much better. Yes, bridge. Um, I think actually, I mean, all right, I'm going to be completely honest. I'm like 90% sure it's Niall. So I could be wrong. And if I'm wrong, everybody can roast me like <laughs> on our social media later because. <laughs> You're um, just wanting it to be Niall because he's your favorite. <laughs> Well, no, because so Niall is like known for doing harmonies like throughout. Like, I don't know if you remember like the concert movies, but he like did a lot of the harmonies like live and stuff. And so I feel like it makes sense that it would be him. And um, it sounds like his voice. Like if I had to guess what voice it is, that would be the guess. No, for sure. I agree. He and that is one of those things is I'm very glad that they gave Niall a lot of harmonies because obviously he's not singing 
the main parts as much, the melody, sorry, <laughs> I was a music person, I know these words, <laughs> so singing the, the melody as much, but I feel like Niall Elise was given a little bit more than like Louis was, because Louis has a very uh, particular voice, whereas Niall blends a lot better with the harmonies in the background more than Louis does. I agree. And I don't know if I've shared this theory on here. I know I've told you before, but like we've all heard Louis's um, audition tape. It wasn't like the best vocally. <laughs> yeah. um, and on top of that, with Niall, I think one thing that might have held him back from getting a lot of solos, I'm not saying that his vocals were perfect. Perhaps he needed more training too. But the fact that they put him on harmony lines like kind of makes me question that. Um, to make me think that it might have been more of his Irish accent that they didn't want to, um, they wanted to appeal to kind of a global audience. So maybe his Irish accent was coming through too much. I mean, I know we've talked about it before, but like how he says chance later on instead of chance, like it's just one of those types of things that maybe they didn't want to sell the band as necessarily being overly British right away when they're trying so hard to make it like a worldwide like phenomenon. That's true. That's true. I could definitely see that because like you said, was he the best singer in the band? No, like he obviously isn't on the same level that the other three are at, but he's not bad by any means. He's not bad. And like the fact that they put him on harmonies is like a really good like way of seeing that too in a way because it means they trust him vocally to be able to carry a line because harmony is very much more difficult than the melody in almost every circumstance so it's just um interesting and like with a harmony too it'd be easier to auto-tune him so much that you might not be able to hear the accent as much and as we were just saying with this one uh with zane here on the bridge it's super auto-tuned yeah, but it kind of needed to be auto-tuned because the whole song is just like an auto-tuned, poppy, I don't want to say mess because it works, but it's just a very, that's the type of song it is, you know? For sure, for sure. I definitely want to bring attention to two of my least favorite lines of the entire song. Let's hear them. <laughs> All right, so these are not in order. Uh, I can't decide which one's worse, so let me know what you guys think is the worst of the two. Uh, and maybe if you have a different one, that's also something to let us know. But uh, first of all, there's uh, there's something about your laugh that makes me want to have to. Have to what? That's the point. I swear, <laughs> I don't think I ever knew what that line meant until like I sat here and like dissected the lyrics today. I was like... What I, I remember thinking like years ago, I was like, what is what does that line mean? What are they talking about? So they just kind of leave it. They just kind of don't have like a subject there or I don't even know what how to do sentence structure. Never mind. I don't know if it's the subject, but they don't have something and it's missing something. Uh, and then the next line is. And you have always been the only one I wanted. And I wanted you to know that without you, I can't face it. That's, that's just like bad yeah it's this song lyrically is just not there it's and I mean it's like you said it's very underdeveloped it's just very childish and I think they try to cover that up with the poppy auto-tuniness of it the boy band sound 
And it's like, <laughs> sure, like at the time, yeah, I got away with it. But now that we're here dissecting it, it's like, it doesn't work. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It's like, I don't think I've ever put this at like a high place in my mind. Like, I don't remember ever like thinking like, man, this is such a great song. It's my favorite no. on the album. No, me either. But, like, I don't know, man. It's just like, it's not it. Are you ready to rate it then? Yes, 100%. Okay. I rated this song a two and a half. <gasps> really? Yes. Did you do oh that God, too? Same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To me, it just is like, like you said, I never have thought of this song. It was that good. There's, it kind of falls into that goofy song genre goofy song list that this album has and it's like my least favorite of the goofy songs if you will yeah I agree I actually I don't remember where I've put it in my ranking we'll find out later but we put um I want as another one of those goofy songs and for some reason I liked I want I think better in general than everything about you I don't know if it was too much repetition or what it was but I just couldn't with it I just couldn't it was one of those, they got away with it back then, but now it's like, okay, I'm older. I know that you did not try hard enough on this song. No, and it like, I don't know. It definitely screams boy band to me. Like, this is a boy band song, like, through and through. I don't know. This song sounds like, honestly, it should have been written for a boy band of 13-year-olds, not like 16 to 20-year-olds. Yeah, like I said, this is a kid's bop song. <laughs> yeah. All right. I think we can move on now. Yeah, let's keep moving this train upwards because now we're going on to Save Mistakes, which personally I like more than everything about you. <laughs> oh, miles ahead of everything about you. Truly, truly. So this song, we're jumping back into the the ballad. It's a big leap from everything about you. And I think if you like listening to the two back to back, obviously Same Mistakes is going to be better because it's not so boy bandy. Like, obviously, it still is still repetitive, all of that stuff. But it's a developed song, you know. For sure. The lyrics are more clever, for lack of a better word. And it just sounds, honestly, much more mature comparatively. Like, it, the song makes sense. There's less cheesy goofball to it. Um, and it's more just, like, a topic also that seems relatable to their age. Yes. And one thing that everything about you has that kind of makes it a little bit better is that it has that solo structure where all of them sing. Whereas this song, it doesn't. Like, I don't think I hear... I don't think I heard Louie very much in the song at all. And same with Niall. I'm sure he's back doing his harmonies and stuff. But this song is mainly Zane. And I said that I I can appreciate it because Zane is so good. And he does shine on this album in general. But this song, I think, just really showcases him well. If I'm totally honest, I don't even know if I picked up on the fact that Zane was the one that was featured the most but I sings, believe you. He sings the chorus and he does so well in that chorus. So to me, I just feel like it really showcases him. That makes sense. Yeah, I agree. 
I think anybody who has like the lead on the chorus tends to be like the signature on the song. So I agree with that. I also made a note that I was I was really glad to be hearing more of Liam again because obviously Liam sings a lot, but Harry just overtook the album for a while there. <laughs> and I feel like it was probably kind of purposeful because you know Harry was like the cute curly haired one of the band and they it was kind of like what we said in previous episodes. They were trying to pick a like Justin Timberlake of sorts for the band, like a front runner type. And I'm just really glad that we got to hear more of Liam. And I never thought I would say that. <laughs> well, I actually put down here, I said, so Liam sang the bridge on this song. He might've had another solo in it too, but um, he definitely sang the bridge. And I said, it's one of my favorite Liam moments ever um it's like truly amazing do you know what the lyrics are for that i'm blanking on what the bridge is i can look it up really really quick while you're looking i do want to say that at the end if i'm gonna venture guess it's probably harry singing the melody but zane has these harmonies at the end and these little riffs and all of that that are so good and i know he has little riffs through the entire album but at the end of the song, I don't know, they're just different. <laughs> they're just so good. Yeah, I agree. This song, honestly, is so superior to me. I love this song so much. It's always been one of my favorites on the album. And uh, those little things in it just, like, really stand out and really make it, like, worth falling for. When I was figuring out how I was going to rank this song, I kept comparing it to Tell Me a Lie because I put it on the same kind of bar is that where it's good it's not the best of the album but it's still really really good and I couldn't like figure out between the two of them which one I liked better really I I would have never like I get what you're saying like you put them at the same level but these two just don't compare to me at all I mean they're different obviously this one's more ballad than tell me a lie is but generally I kind of put them together because of the ballad songs I think more than this is probably the best. And I don't know, I have an affinity for I wish for some reason. So I have the lyrics up here. So the Liam Bridge says the following. Don't look back. But if we don't look back, we're only learning then how to make all the same, same mistakes again. Oh, okay, okay. Now it's coming to me. Yes, I agree. This bridge is really good. And like I said, I'm just, I was glad to hear Liam again, which again, I never thought I would say, but we do love it. <laughs> we do. I, I mean, the fact that both you and I kind of said the same thing on that, like goes to show that it was really good in my eyes. Yeah. And it shows that, you know, back then maybe we didn't notice as much that um, Harry sang a lot of it. I think, honestly, I probably w was putting that like slack on to Liam. Like, I was hearing too much of him. I was so tired of it. And that was probably just because I wanted to hear more Niall and Louie. But honestly, like, looking back now, I'm like, no, this was a lot of Harry, and it really is almost too much. <laughs> I agree. And, you know, something that I actually noted here is other than more than this so there's been four ballads so far right um because mm -hmm. we had gotta be you we had more than this we had i wish and now we have same mistakes um 
other than more than this, maybe I don't remember Gotta Be You well enough, but I don't think Niall or Louis have had any solos except for in more than this on any ballads. That sounds right. I think they have like noticeable harmonies in Gotta Be You and stuff and stuff like that, but there's definitely no solos. Yeah, I agree. It's not like where they're just like being featured alone or anything like that. No, we weren't that lucky. <laughs> no, so it's just like when I'm listening to an album, for some reason, I've always kind of had like a, a pull towards the ballad. And the fact that Niall ended up being my favorite and he wasn't really featured on any of them is just so like interesting to me um, personally. Yeah. yeah, that is an interesting note. I guess I never noticed that. I never had a specific love towards like ballads or not on this album because I did always love one thing so much that. I can't fully say that I just loved the ballads the most, but I can agree with that. Especially now, I feel like I kind of pull towards those songs more. I don't know if it was because, like, the ballads just carry so much emotion and, like, I don't know, I saw One Direction as kind of an emotional release back in the day or whatever. But for some reason, like, I don't know, you know that more than this, like, truly was my favorite song by One Direction when (laughs) I listened to this album. And I don't think Same Mistakes was too far behind it. And I Wish was also pretty high back then. Gotta Be You was still trash. But (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what it is. But I've always, like, even now, like, I'm a Taylor Swift fan. Like, I always tend to like her ballads a little bit more than, like, her upbeat, like, catchy songs. Like, I'm more about Lover than I am about, like, Shake It Off or something. Yes, I know those are two different albums. Please don't come for me. No, that's, I mean, which to me is interesting based on your personality, especially back then, because, like, comparing the two of us, I was definitely the more emotional one between the two of us. So the fact that you have the affinity towards these more emotional songs is really interesting. And I'm glad that you you got in touch with your emotional side through more than this (laughs) Well, I think part of that is, too, like, it's not like I would listen to, like, the ballads when I was around other people. It's, like, what I would listen to when I was by myself and, like, really had time to, like, be alone. It's, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, well, and like we said, it was the it was the look out your window by yourself and cry type song. Yeah. And, like, the whole thing is, like, I agree. You were always the more emotional of the two of us. But part of that is I never used to like showing emotion to anybody but myself. Like I would feel so insecure if I like even so much as like frowned for a while sometimes. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it's just like, it was like I said, it was like my emotional release. This is how I like connected with my feelings. So I think that's another reason why I prioritize these ballads and like, especially this song. I love this song. Um, the whole like circles we're going in in circles dizzy's all it makes us we know where it takes us we've been before that line it spoke to me then it speaks to me now regardless of if you're talking about like a relationship that kind of like has like a toxic kind of cycle to it or if you're talking about I don't know family dynamics or friendships or even just the way your life is going where you're like constantly going through these ups and downs like it's something that's so relatable on so many different levels and I don't know. I've always loved this song for that reason. I can agree. It's the lyrics on this song are definitely 
Well, and kind of just comparing it to everything about you, like we said, it's so much more developed and it's just such a more mature song. And I can really appreciate this song for that. I completely agree. It fits their age category. And furthermore, I think it fits the audience better too. Like, could they have been potentially going after like a younger crowd than they were at the time? Like, could they have been reaching out to 12 year olds even though they were, like, 16, 18, whatever. Yeah, of course, like, boy bands want that, like, young, teen, preteen audience. But in general, I think it matches their age, it matches their prime audience age, and just, um, it makes more sense. Yeah. When they're singing these ballads, it makes you feel valid with your emotions. And that's with any artist, whatever song you're listening to, if they're singing about emotions that you're feeling really deeply, it just makes you feel so much better. And back then we were at this impressionable age where it was like, yes, we want to hear these guys singing about whether it's the most minute high school stuff going on or whatever. It makes us feel valid that they're singing about it. I agree. And it also makes them feel more human to us. It makes them more real and like brings them to life in a way as well. And I think that's an important feet when it comes to like these boy bands any boy band that like has any sort of fame of any level because it I don't know it, it's easy to idolize them uh, make them like almost godlike in some ways and so it's good to bring them back down to earth too yes especially with a band that blew up like this I mean they they definitely were idolized and people thought they were godlike and these definitely help with that. It's like, no, they they are real people. And I think generally, like, One Direction's management tried to kind of make sure that they were putting out content that made them seem that way. Because we did get a lot of videos and stuff like that. And uh, their music videos are always goofy and stuff like that, making them seem more like normal people. I agree. And I think their founding, being on X Factor, like, really was able to help sell that. Like, if they had been discovered by a talent agent, I think we would have seen a much different One Direction than we saw with them being, like, raised, so to speak, on this reality TV show. Um, Because the whole idea was that it's normal people coming to be, like, big stars. And that gave them an edge right off the bat. Yeah. And I think also the video diaries that went along with the X Factors. I mean, that was just, like, It's like people now who vlog on YouTube. I mean, that's all they were. It was just these five people trying to be friends, sitting down and filming a vlog, so to say, together. And that's how we got all of these original inside jokes and stuff like that. And it helps us relate to them a lot more. 100%. I could not agree more. But with that long kind of getting a little off topic of saying mistakes, but it's okay. Are we ready to rate Yes, and I don't know if you'll be surprised by my rating or not based on what I've said, but I gave it a four. I am not surprised by that. By the way you talked about it, I I knew you were going to rank it pretty, or rate it, sorry, rate it pretty high. So I think for you, that's definitely a good rating. I gave it a three, which to me, just because I I like it, it is a good ballad, but it's not my favorite ballad of the four we've talked about so far. That makes sense. And I will just give like a little bit of a preface saying that like 
though I think it's at the same level as more than this in terms of like rating it's definitely under more than this yeah and Um, we'll get that when we talk about our full album rank yeah this song I've already said it but like long story short it's just it's another nostalgic number for me it's good it's emotional it has like good vocals strong harmonies I, I just I like it a lot I agree good song well, I'm glad that we are in agreement. Shall we go now, on to the final yes. one? I'm so excited. I've been waiting to talk about this song. <laughs> Save Have you, you tonight. Really? Yes. I I I think Save You Tonight has a special little place in my heart. Like <laughs> I know it's not the best song, but kind of like another world. It just it has a little special place. <laughs> See, I put this in another, like, goofy category. I found this to be goofier than I thought it was when I was a kid, for sure. Oh, yeah. No, I made a note that this is a goofy song, for sure. But this song is how you do goofy, not I Want. Like, I Want is a bad take of it. Save You Tonight is a fun, goofy song. Okay, I can agree with that. Plus, I have to say, okay, so growing up, Jess and I both had our alarms in the morning be One Direction songs. And oh God. we haven't gotten to hers yet, but mine was you tonight. And let me tell you, this beginning, I to me, it sounds like Louie. Um, I'm sure it's a bunch of them singing, but Louie's the most prominent in my brain. I don't know if I'm just making that up or what, but this message is I... I'm not going to do it because I would hurt all of your ears and everything, but <laughs> this just giant bombardic eye in the beginning is, I love it so much. I hated it for the longest time because it was an alarm, and I don't know why I ruined this song with that, but I'm like, this is the perfect alarm in the morning because it's just Louie screaming in your face, and I can appreciate it. Honestly, if I didn't have the alarm that I did, this would have made the most sense. Like, because it is so loud and so, like, abrasive and aggressive, and it would wake the dead. So, <laughs> it, yeah, it, it, I have a story with that, but. Um, Please tell it. it. Please tell it. Was it. With, it was with a different song, actually. It was by a Five Seconds of Summer song. So, when we were in high school, Jess and I were both a part of Madrigals. She was an actual Madrigal singer, and I was just background brass. And every August or so, we'd go on a trip together, like the whole group, the singers, the brass, the recorders, everybody involved except for the court singers. And I kind of forgot that my... Sorry, we shared bunk rooms with other people in our whatever part of Madrigals you were in. So, I was with some other brass girls and those poor girls I forgot my alarm it was Mrs. All-American by Five Seconds of Summer and those of you that know the song know that the beginning is just as abrasive almost more annoying than Save You Tonight (laughs) and so I had to go off in the morning and I couldn't find my phone because we were in a different bunk room and like I don't there wasn't a plug by my bed or something so I had to get physically get up and go find my phone as this abrasive song is playing. And oh, one of the girls, she was so mad. One of them found it really funny because she was also a Five Seconds of Summer fan. The other girl was just not having it. This early in the morning, this 
annoying song playing. And so I felt so bad. But if you ever want to annoy people, have Save You Tonight or Mrs. All-American as your alarm tones. Because you're just going to piss off everybody. I mean... Yeah, that's true. And the song, I think it's actually coming up real soon on this album uh, for Yours? me. Yeah, it yeah. Is. <laughs> I think it actually might be the next episode. But we'll. Uh, oh, great! I can't wait because let me let me just say I definitely pissed some people off with mine as well. So. <laughs> it's just it makes the morning like you're annoyed, but it also just makes it a little more fun when you have One Direction or Five Seconds of Summer basically screaming in your face in the morning oh honestly there's nothing better and it's actually like aggressive way to wake up but it's also just it brings you joy because you love them so much too and this song particularly i i mean i wrote a note that i just love dancing around to this song the song is such just a good little groovy song where you're just you want to have fun i agree a hundred percent I do have to say, though, I made a note. This is kind of jumping back into the more particulars of the song. I We got a lot of Harry so far, and this song is really no different, but I think of today's set of songs that we've talked about, he sounds the best in this song. He's just very smooth for some reason in this one. I don't know if it's his lower register that he's kind of singing in, but he's very smooth. I literally wrote the word smooth when I, like, it's in my <laughs> really? notes here in front of me. I said he sounds like a literal angel on his solo. His voice was so, so smooth. That, those were my exact words that I wrote. That's so funny. I love that we have the same thing. That's so funny. I mean, it's, you can't ignore it. It's just, it's, he's so good in this song. It's just, it's a step apart from the other two. Cause like I said, it's so much hairy, almost too much, but I don't know if I want to say that, but <laughs> he just, He's really good, and because this song is so abrasive, especially in the beginning, it's nice that we have such a smooth-sounding voice in there, too. I agree. I actually labeled this song the Zane song um, because, I don't know, he, like, sings all of the, like, I want to save you, want to save your heart tonight. Like, all of those are, like, him throughout and so I actually thought that he stood out the most to me in this particular song, but that said... Harry still sounded the best for sure and like made this song really good in my eyes. I agree. And what I mean, I heard Louie. I literally only heard Louie in that very beginning screeching eye. The rest I know I know are Zane and he does a very good job at it. But another comment I see that we had the same. I didn't put it in my notes because I saw it in yours, but it was that lyric. <laughs> That goofy lyric that makes no sense. Okay, you know, okay, good. I'm glad that we're going to talk about Stroke Me Bananas. You could go ahead and talk about it because you had it, but oh my God, it made me laugh. All right, in the beginning, this is like the first verse. It starts by saying, it's a quarter to three, can't sleep at all. You're so overrated. If you told (laughs) me to jump, I'd take the fall and he wouldn't take it. Here's my question for you all. Here's my question. You're so overrated. Who in the hell is that talking about? Oh, no, it wasn't that line that I was talking about. But yes, that line also very, very confusing and weird. This song in general just lyrically is a mess. <laughs> but <laughs> the line that I was talking about actually was the all that you want right under your nose. You should open your eyes, but they stay closed. 
Oh, that's what you're talking about? Yeah, that one was funny. That made me laugh. But the line that you're talking about doesn't make sense. It's just very jumbled. It doesn't make sense because, okay, the whole song, he's, like, directly talking about the love interest, right? Yep. And then you're so overrated. You would not say that directly, like, about your love interest. And so I'm assuming it has to mean, like, the guy is so overrated. But why use the word you? Because that doesn't fit with the rest of the song. And it, I truly have been so bothered by this since I listened to it earlier. I mean, to me, it comes across, I think they're saying it about the girl, but the way that it's just kind of thrown into the song, it almost makes it seem like they were wanting it to come across as just like a thought that races by. You're so overrated, like just very weird. And like, obviously you don't want to say that about your love interest. Like you're saying how you're going to be superhuman for this person. And like, for you, I'll be Superman. Like, we got to talk about that line too, but we'll get to it. <laughs> but, but just the fact that you're saying how you're going to be superhuman and then you're like, you're so overrated. Yeah, it just, it doesn't fit with the context of the song at all or like the vibe that the song was trying to put off. It was trying to almost be like this sweet song in a way, like obviously a little aggressive, like, cause it's, you're frustrated in the song, but also still being like, man, I would go out of my way for you. But if you say that somebody's overrated, that doesn't prove to me anything. Honestly, that makes you look like the toxic one because it's like, never mind, you're you're just overrated. Like, I don't need you. I agree 100%. So weird. Okay, I don't know if you can see the end of my notes, but man, at the end of the song, I was, I don't know if I was just feeling it or I was so <laughs> excited about this song, but there's a lot of going on in my notes at the end. So the first thing that I want to talk about is the line my favorite line probably off the whole album that i can't be no superman but for you i'll be superhuman (laughs) i love that song so much it's just it's so loud and bombardic and in your face but you just every time you hear it you just want to scream it at least i do it's just so fun it's definitely an iconic line and i remember thinking that even back when we were like 15 or whatever i was like man that's a good that's a good solid lyric right there it is and it's just it makes you get into the song more how they're singing it because i don't know like i said i just want to like yell it every time it comes out or it comes on i must say though they do something really funny with it the last time it comes up in the final chorus yeah So there's a harmony that's like a baseline harmony. So it's lower. And I don't know if it's just because it's so auto-tuned. I don't know who's doing the harmony either. It's like so auto-tuned. But it's so distorted that it almost like, it almost like sounds like a weird like monster voice. And I'm like, are they trying to make it like, like a symbol of not being human? Because I just couldn't. I started laughing. Yeah, it's I I know exactly what you're talking about, and it doesn't fit. It's just so weird because there is really no like bassy person in the band. Like we haven't had a a real bass line yet, and now you're gonna throw one in. It doesn't work. That's why I'm like, it felt like it was trying to be like symbolic of the whole idea of like I'll transition into like this superhuman figure for you, and I just it sent me off a cliff. I was <laughs> laughing to like pause the song almost the end anyway but I had to pause the song and like go back and be like did I just hear that did I just 
Speaking of sending off a cliff, um, can we talk about Louie singing the bridge? He has a bridge. He has a moment. <laughs> I put in my wait, wait. I was shocked. I was truly shocked. I put in my notes, Cass found unwell. Because <laughs> I just, I was, like you said, I was shocked too. I couldn't believe it. He actually has substance to a song. I agree. Like, he's had, like, like we said before, he's had a pre-chorus here and there. He's had, like, a part of a verse before. But he's never had a part of a song that's this important. And I just, wowzas. It just hit me so hard. And it's good. Like, he sounds good. And to me, it's like, this is slowly starting to, at least to the audience, starting to prove that, you know, Louis is a good singer. Obviously, he needs a lot of work, and we aren't to, like, no control level yet. But he's getting there, and it was very good. It was really good. And it, while it didn't send me off a cliff, I did, <laughs> I did put Louis on the bridge with an exclamation point after um, each word. So you know I was excited, too. Yes. Um, another item on the song that found me unwell was Zane's harmonies in the end. I know I say this all the time, that, you know, Zane's ribs, Zane's harmonies, they're so good in the song. But I have to say, they're very good in the song, too. They were. I actually have a specific note here about his um, harmony on the ya part of break ya near the end. He, like, does just, like, a two-note little thing in the background, and it's, like, slightly an echo almost. And, oh, my God. I don't know why, but it gave me chills. Love that. Love it. Also, sorry I I get so specific. I know that probably is maybe a little annoying, but I just, I have to talk about these things because they just, they give me all the feels, guys. Yeah, I, I love this song. It's just, it's so fun. It's goofy. We know the fact that it's goofy, but this is a good one. This is, it hits you right off the bat. I mean, it's like, we're here. We're doing a fun song. You gotta love to dance and sing to it. I just, Show some love to save you tonight. I agree, actually. And, like, so here's my other thing, though. W- compared to last week's songs, this week's are so much more upbeat. Like, you have Same Mistakes, which is kind of, like, a bum-out song. But, like, the other two are much happier, much more, like, enjoyable. And I think part of that, like, especially with Save You Tonight, I enjoyed it a lot more, even though lyrically and like goofball level and overall like musicality of the song is probably on the same level as some of the songs from last week these spoke to me more because they were more positive more energetic and just overall like more joyful to hear i agree and i honestly think like this ep like this set of songs in this episode on through the rest of the album they're kind of underrated forgotten songs, but I think we're really getting into a good bunch of songs here. Like, they're so, they're all, like, coming up. They're fun. I completely agree, and I'm so excited for the next couple weeks. Me too, me too. Are you ready to rate the song? Oh, definitely. So I gave Save You Tonight a 3.5. Me too. Because, really? Yeah. Oh my god, we got two on the exact same level today. That's, like, shocking. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Proud of us. But, um, I don't know, I, I thought it was better than average, but, like, not quite, like, 
one thing more than this level, you know? No, but for me, it's pretty close, especially in my overall ranking of everything. It's definitely higher than I thought it would be. Mine's higher than I think I went into today's, like, prep as, like, thinking it would be. But it's it's not, like, super high either. It's, like, pretty middle range, which, honestly, in my eyes, is exactly where it should be. For sure. For mine, it's definitely in the, in the upper half, which is surprising for me. But re-listening today just kind of reignited my love for this song. It probably won't become my alarm again because I don't want to ruin it again. <laughs> but I do love it. Well, with that all being said, should we go through our album rankings? Sure. Awesome. How about you go first? Okay, so we're up to 12 songs now. So I'm going to start at the bottom and work my way up. So in last place, we have I Want, then Gotta Be You, 10 is Everything About You, 9 is Taken, 8 is Up All Night, 7, What Makes You Beautiful, 6, Same Mistakes, 5, Tell Me a Lie, 4, Save You Tonight, then my top three are More Than This, I Wish, and then number one is One Thing. You know what? As time has gone on, we definitely have some, like, in different spots, but in general, our lists are kind of, like, making a lot of sense, like, next to each other. Like, we have a lot more in the same areas than you would think, and then I would think, that's for sure. Yeah. So, um, I am going to start from the bottom as well with number 12 is Gotta Be You. 11 is I Wish. Yes, I know you're upset. <laughs> um, number 10 is Everything About You. Number 9, I Want. Then Up All Night, Tell Me a Lie. 6 is Save You Tonight. Then Taken. Number 4, Same Mistakes. Number 3, What Makes You Beautiful. Number 2, more than this, and number one, one thing. Yeah, ours are very similar, I have to say, with the yeah. exception of, like, I wish, <laughs> being on completely different ends for us. But overall, we're kind of following the same sort of path with our songs. Yeah, I'm looking at, um, we use a Google Doc so we can take our notes and, like, look at each other's stuff as we're going here, friends. But I'm looking at our list, like, side by side right now, and... I think the only songs that we really have like drastically different are I Wish and What Makes You Beautiful. I think the rest are like within one or two spaces of each other. Yeah, I would say those two and then Taken is a bit off. But other than that, they definitely are following the same path. But I guess with all of that, thank you guys so much for listening today. This episode was so much fun, and I, I'm very excited for our future ones because, like we said, we're getting into some really fun songs. We really are, guys, and we are so excited to be doing this podcast. We really hope that you're enjoying listening. If you are and you want more long-distance fangirls content, you can find that on our social media pages at Pod. Um, that's on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And we actually also have a Facebook group where there will be many more opportunities for personal discussion, both with us and other directioners as well about the songs um, throughout the season. Yeah. And then also, if you liked it, feel free to leave us a review. Um, I believe you can do that on Apple, maybe a few other apps too. But 
let us know what you like, what you don't like. We really want to make this an interactive and fun space. So we want everybody to enjoy. And we also want to grow as a podcast. So any reviews you have, leave them on the different listening apps. DM us, let you know it, let us know what you think, any of that. Yeah, we really appreciate you guys tuning in and we'll see you next week. Oh, 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 oh,